Get Back to Basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Hi, very good afternoon to you. Wonderful Wednesday afternoon here in Joburg and coming to you here live from our High FM studios. This is Judaism 101.9 and it's my honor to be with you this afternoon and to share some thoughts with you on exactly that. Judaism 101, what are we meant to be doing and what are we in store for? Or what's in store for us in the coming week? Well, let's perhaps begin by talking about today. Today is an extremely significant day in the Jewish calendar for a number of fascinating reasons. I'm sure you've worked out that today is the 18th day of Elul. Yes, made it nice and easy this year that the uh, dates in the month of Elul line up with the dates in the month of September, and therefore today, the 18th of September, also happens to be the 18th of Elul. Now, the 18th of Elul is otherwise known as Chai Elul, and we all know that Chai means life. So, this is the life of Elul. This is what we kind of enthuse this month with, and quite amazingly, it is obviously exactly 12 days to go till Rosh Hashanah. Now, that means that there are 12 days left of this year, of 5779, till we go into 5780. And therefore, there being these 12 days, there is exactly one day left in this year, counting today, to do tshuva, to repent, to think about, to contemplate what we did good, what we did bad, what went right, what went wrong in each month of the year that passed and to make good decisions for each month of the year that lies ahead. And so, therefore, these 12 days are extremely significant as uh, they now are heralded as they arrive, as they come into being from today, Chai Elul, the 18th day of Elul. So let's put some life into it, and let's make sure that we put a tremendous amount of Chayut, of Chayus, of enthusiasm, of purpose, of positivity into the days ahead and most particularly into the year that lies ahead of us now. But if we take a look back in Jewish history and we think about several of the great names of the last number of centuries in Judaism, interestingly enough, several of them have a link with today with Chai Elul, with the 18th day of Elul. And perhaps in order of when they lived, let's explore and let's look at certain people who are linked with Chai Elul. The first one is Rabbi Yehuda Lowy. Now, Rabbi Yehuda Lowy was known as the Maharal, the Maharal of Prague. And yes, very often in Judaism, a name was kind of abbreviated. So his name, Maharal, Morenu Harav Yehuda Lowy, that was uh, the way that he was described. He lived from 1525 to 1609 in uh, the Common Era, and he was this outstanding Torah scholar, this incredible philosopher, Kabbalist, and a Jewish leader. And he was also popularly known for creating the golem, for making that um, clay figure that came to the defense, protection of the Jewish people in a time of blood libels and so on that were going on in Prague at the time. And this great man passed away on Chai Elul. Today is the anniversary of his Yorzeit in 1609. If we move forward a little bit more, 
or come a little bit closer to where we are, and we go approximately 90 years later, 1698, 89 years later to be exact, Chai Elul was the birthday of Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tov, who was the founder of Hasidism. Now, if we think about this great figure in Jewish history, Rabbi Yisrael, was born in a small town in the Ukraine in 1698. Um, his father, whose name was Eliezer, R- R- Rabbi Eliezer, was a member of the secret society of what were known as uh, the hidden tzaddikim. They were hidden uh, in every which way. They uh, lived a life whereby they were unannounced, went around as travelers, as visitors, as paupers, and so on. Um, now, he had passed away, or he did, he passed away uh, when his son, Yisrael, was only five years old. And interestingly enough, his legacy to his son in his last words that he left him were, he said, fear nothing. But Hashem alone, fear nothing but God alone, and love every Jew with all your heart and all your soul. Now, kind of spurred on and inspired by those incredibly powerful words, that legacy, Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tov, as he was to become known later, he spent much of his time wandering and meditating in the forests that surrounded his hometown of uh, Mezrich, and there he one day met one of his father's compatriots, and eventually he joined the society of these hidden tzaddikim. And for many years he lived under this disguise until round about his 36th uh, year, in fact they say that it was on his 36th birthday, his master instructed him to reveal himself and to publicly start disseminating his teachings. Um, now, uh, drawing from the mystical soul of Torah, the Baal Shem Tov, which n- the name literally means the master of the good name, um, <coughs> taught about the spark of godliness that is found in every creation and about the great love that God has for each and every one of his children, for scholars and simple folk alike. He emphasized the importance of joy and simple faith in serving Hashem. And initially his teachings were met with tremendous opposition from the scholarly elite and uh, from the established leadership of the Jewish community. But many of those very scholars and communal leaders eventually ended up joining his um, uh, troop of uh, ever, ever growing um, a large a group of devoted disciples. And when he passed away at the age of only 62 on Shavuot in 1760, um, and this group and this uh, uh, unit called the Hasidim had become a really, really vital force in Jewish life. Now, the first Chabad Rebbe, Rabbi Shneer Zalman of Liadi, who lived from 1745 to 1812, the founder of the Chabad branch of Hasidism, was born on this day as well. He was born on the 18th of Elul in the year 5505 or 1745. And that, in fact, was the 47th birthday, of course, of um, the Baal Shem Tov, who became known as his spiritual grandfather. Now, the uh, Alter Rebbe, Rabbi Shneer Zalman of Liadi, founded Chabad Hasidism based on the concepts of Chochma, Bina, and Da'at, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge or integration, and he 
used that um, to take what his master, and uh, who was uh, the Maggid of Mezrich, and um, his grandfather, so to speak, in, in, in spirituality before him, the Baal Shem Tov, had taught, and he put it into the philosophy known as Chabad Hasidut. Now, if you hurry to the uh, Norwood Mall, the Rosh Hashanah, uh, gift market is on the 17th to the 29th of September. That's on right now. Open daily in the center court from 9 to 4.30 p.m., excluding Shabbos. They have 22 stalls with a range of stunning and many original gifts to suit all pocketed tastes. Their um, resident stores also have amazing gifts on offer. So go and browse. You can also support some of your favorite charities who are present at the market as well. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Returning to our <coughs> program of Judaism 101.9 for today, we've been speaking about Chai Elul, the 18th day of Elul, and all that it means for us. Now, what does it mean, or what can we kind of uh, take out of it, the fact that today is the birth date of the Baal Shem Tov, and today is the birthday of the Alter Rebbe, and today is the yard site of uh, the Maharal of Prague. How do we actually envisage the power of this day, and what really can it mean to us? Well, in a short thought, perhaps, you know, the uh, people that we've mentioned who are linked with this day actually brought not only a life force and an energy into Judaism and invigorated in a way like few others have done um, in their particular time and in their particular realm, but they also dug very deep into the soul of the Jewish people, which is the place where the deepest light shines from. And they took that light and they were able to extend it and give it um, a kind of a course through all of uh, the uh, through all of Jewish practice from their time and onwards, which gave a whole new light to uh, what Judaism was actually all about. Um, without changing a thing, um, without altering anything from Torah, they shone this bright spiritual light into everything, allowing people to be able to really, really get to grips with who they are and their souls and uh, their mission in this world and making life far more meaningful. And in addition to all of that, giving us um, a tremendous injection of spirituality, um, of unity, of togetherness, and of a tremendous meaning in everything that we do, that we do and that we had thought about perhaps before but never really got to grips with when it comes to understanding what our the, the depth um, of our Torah, of our mitzvot, and of everything that we do. And therefore on this day, uh, perhaps it is a worthy date, if ever there was one, for us to delve a little bit deeper into um, some of the uh, things that we're perhaps practicing on a regular basis and don't know that much about to find out about them and see kind of a much more spiritual, um, what is often termed a mystical, but rather let's look at a deeper Hasidic interpretation to look into the depth of what it is that we're actually doing. And if there is something that we are not yet doing, to actually explore it in the light that these greats shed upon it from the Baal Shem Tov to the Alter Rebbe, to Rabbi Shneer Zalman of Liadi, and the depth with which 
they magnified all of these things and made them so much more um, uh, truthful and so much more meaningful and so much deeper and so much more purposeful um, because it really does add a tremendous, tremendous soul to everything that we do when we look at it through the eyes and through the um, the glasses that they actually gave us with which to look at everything in the world, in our lives, and at God himself, and therefore utilize these remaining days of Elul in the pursuit of um, who we truly are and what we're really all about and how we are supposed to actually take that all forward and make every minute of these last 12 days of this year really, really count from a chuva point of view, but a chuva point of view not just in uh, beating ourselves up about what we didn't do or beating ourselves about what we did wrong, but rather looking at how we can actually turn around and replace those empty gaps within our lives with things that are so much more important and so much more valuable than perhaps the things that we have been filling our lives with up until now. When we think um, about the coming weekend, well, on this coming Shabbat, we've got to remember that um, we read Parshat Kitavo, and in Parshat Kitavo, in this Parsha, one of the uh, near to last Parshas of uh, the whole Torah, and coming towards the latter end of the book of Deuteronomy, we actually have a long section called the Toichacha. The Toichacha being a whole lot of what is otherwise known as curses, as uh, things that are of a negative nature that we read through in this uh, this week's Parsha. Um, and as you will notice, the uh, person reading from the Torah will read them in a bit of a lower voice, a bit of an undertone. Um, we're not that proud of um, all of these curses. They're a little bit difficult to stomach. Um, but yet uh, there is a famous story, which is often repeated, of the Alter Rebbe himself, who used to be the Baal Koira. He used to read um, the Torah every uh, Shabbos in his shul. And one year when his son, who later went on to become the Mittler Rebbe, the next Lubavitcher Rebbe, when he was a young boy, he heard this reading, this Torah reading of this week's Parsha, and he became desperately ill, actually, from uh, having heard it so much so that a couple of weeks later, uh, when it came to Yom Kippur, they were worried about his ability to fast. And um, in asking him, what was it that affected you? You'd heard this all before. And in fact, curses or the Tochachah is read actually twice um, each year. What was it that you heard? And he said, this was the first time actually that I heard these curses because when my father reads, all I hear is blessings. So perhaps what we really, really value and what we really think about when we think about Rabbi Shneer Zaman of Liadi and his uh, predecessor, the Baal Shem Tov, uh, both of whom were born on this day, was the fact that they gave us a way to look at life and see the blessings. They gave us an opportunity to really magnify what is good in this world, to magnify the positivity, and to take that and to make that our real defining force rather than anything that is negative, anything that seems to carry with it any form of curse whatsoever. When we think about uh, the coming weekend as well, it is um, the beginning, or right after Shabbat, or at midnight rather, after Shabbat on Saturday night, we will begin with Slichot. 
Now, in some communities, I do know that there are slichot. People have started uh, slichot already from the beginning of the month of Elul. But slichos, slichot, are said in Ashkenazi tradition and Hasidic tradition, starting from Saturday night. From Saturday night at midnight, the first opportunity when slichot could be said after Shabbos, shortly after midnight, we will begin saying the slichot, the penitential prayers that are said in the days leading up to Rosh Hashanah. Now, there is a uh, a key to this all, and that is if Rosh Hashanah occurs um, in uh, as it does this year in the early part of the week, in other words, if Rosh Hashanah either would be on a Monday or a Tuesday, and um, yes, you're going to tell me that it's on both, but we're talking about the first day. If the first day of Rosh Hashanah is a Monday or a Tuesday, Slichot begin on the Saturday night of the week preceding the weekend which Rosh Hashanah occurs. Otherwise, it will only start, Slichot only start, in the actual week of Rosh Hashanah. There needs to be a minimum of four days on which Slichot are said, and this is the way that it's actually worked out, and therefore... Slichot begin this coming Saturday night at midnight, or just after midnight. So watch your uh, personal shul or the emails that you get from your shul or the notice board at shul uh, for the times and the places of slichot being said on Saturday night. And, of course, then for the duration of the week that lies ahead, as well as on the Sunday preceding Rosh Hashanah, slichot are said early in the morning, and um, those are... Preferably said, and in most places they will be said, in the time, in a time that is just before Shacharit, or if not, perhaps earlier, and even getting up when it is still dark. And there are all sorts of things that we need to know about Slichot. The first thing, perhaps, is that uh, we do not say Slichot with our Talis and Tfilin on. Talis and Tfilin are put on for davening. Slichot are preferably said when it is still dark, and uh, we don't put on Talis and Tfilin until it actually starts getting light. And therefore, Talis and Tfilin are not worn for Slichot. A Talis is worn traditionally by the person who leads the community in it, the Chazan, uh, the one who's leading the Slichot, but otherwise we come to Shul, uh, we don't put on a Talis and Tfilin until we put on our, uh, and, until we actually start to daven the morning prayers, the morning service um, in the mornings of Sunday through Friday of the week that lies ahead, and then of course on the following Sunday on Erev Rosh Hashanah. We also then uh, need to reflect a little bit further forward and think about the fact that um, we've mentioned over the last couple of weeks many reasons for why it is that we blow the shofar and what the sounding of the shofar is really all about. Well, there is actually a very, very interesting and rather puzzling um, description that we are going to be thinking about and talking about when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, that we actually call it one of the names of the day of Rosh Hashanah. The days of Rosh Hashanah is that we talk about it as being Yom Hazikaron. It is the day of memories, the day of remembrances. Is this all about uh, remembering people? Is it all about remembering what happened? I think not, because if we think about and we go through all the liturgy and we think about the things that we say and the prayers that we pray on Rosh Hashanah, it's a lot more to do with the king being crowned, our um, acceptance of God as king, and uh, the stuff that is more personal of our tshuva and so on. 
really comes in our Yom Kippur davening or in the days of uh, repentance that are between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur in the days of Slichot. And the word Slicha, of course, is asking for an apology or asking for forgiveness, wanting to be exonerated. And that all happens in and around Rosh Hashanah. But Rosh Hashanah, very, very different. Celebration of the founding of the world, the creation of the first man. And it is called Yom HaZikaron. It is called a day of remembrance. Now, what is this day of remembrance? Well, I'd like to share with you a a beautiful, beautiful parable, which is told uh, in the name of the um, the the Bardichever, Reb Levi Yitzchok of Bardichev, and the story goes like this: There was once a king, and the king went out hunting, and he got lost in a forest. And when he was lost in the forest, he um, it could not be found by all his men. Remember, it was before the days, of course, of uh, cell phones and of uh, um, being able to uh, put on a GPS or being able to detect somebody by satellite and so on. All of those things, of course, were not around in the days of this king and wandering through the forest. He was desperate, climbing up a tree at night, perhaps, to avoid being eaten alive by the wild animals that roamed that place. He suddenly heard the sound of music. He heard a horn being blown or a bugle being blown, a trumpet. And he made his way towards it, realizing, obviously, that if he can hear that sound, there must be somebody there. And he was attracted to the sound and went towards it and eventually found a man in a clearing who happened to be the only person who lived in that whole part of the world, in that forest. And he said, how lucky you are, whoever you are, that you have actually found me, because it's desperately dangerous to be in this forest out alone. And uh, you could have been attacked. You could have been eaten by the wild animals. Um, you could have been taken apart. And how lucky you are to find me. And the king says, I am so grateful to you because you made that sound. If you hadn't been blowing your trumpet, blowing your, your bugle in the middle of this forest, um, in this darkness and so on, I would never have found you. And so therefore you have actually, you're responsible for saving my life. And he said, how do I get out of the forest? And of course the man knew every trick um, of that forest and was able to lead him back to the path and the road to the palace where the king uh, went and uh, was forever grateful to this man for saving his life. And he took him into the palace and made him into a, uh, a director of something, a, a minister in his cabinet, whatever it was, um, and uh, the man living in the king's palace um, was forever grateful to the king for that position. We'll continue with the story, the parable, and the idea of Yomazi Karun right after this. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. We're talking about a day of remembrance on uh, Rosh Hashanah. Well, yes, we need to remember God, but perhaps we're inviting God to remember us. And back to our parable we were talking about. The king was lost in the forest. He heard the sound of a bugle, of a trumpet playing. He went towards it. He found a man. The man took him out of the forest, and he was very grateful for um, having been saved from whatever perils could have befallen him in the forest on that night. And when he became then the king's right-hand man, um, one day he behaved badly, and the king actually called him in on orders and was uh, really ready to... uh, 
have him executed for uh, his crime against the country or his crime against the king. And he said, uh, what do you have in defense? And he said, well, I'd like you in defense. I would like to please be given the clothes that I originally came into the palace uh, wearing. And he was given back his suit of clothing. And I would like my bugle. I would like my trumpet back. And he walked into the palace chamber where he was going to have his hearing uh, sounding this bugle, sounding this trumpet. And of course, the king was moved. He said, how could I even have thought of doing anything to you? You have in the most poignant fashion reminded me of exactly who you are. And I know now that even though you may have wandered and even though you may have done something that perhaps you shouldn't have done and even though you've distanced yourself you need to, i need to remember exactly who you are and where you came from and what you're truly all about now it was the uh, god himself who gave us our souls and put into them a positive inclination and a negative inclination it was God himself who gave us our godly soul and gave us our animal soul. He gave us that Yetzirah, that negative inclination. And it was through connecting with the Torah that each and every Jew became empowered with this most incredible gift that came all the way from Abraham Avinu, from the first Jew, all the way down, an ability to have Mesirat Nefesh, an ability to really, really... Know and understand that in the depths of our souls, we are connected to the Almighty. We're connected to God in the most um, incredible fashion, in the most powerful fashion. And therefore, when we think about the idea of um, our connection with Hashem, sometimes we need to be reminded as to who we are. And sometimes we need to, and there's no other way of reminding God of exactly who we are, that this is not just an ordinary person, that we're not just ordinary people. We're not just anybody. We're part of the Jewish people. And we come from this incredible and great heritage. And we have souls that are so well connected and so incredibly powerful and strong, connected as we are to the Almighty, connected as we are to uh, God's, to God, to his Torah and to our Jewish people in the most incredible fashion, the shofar and the sounding of the shofar. It's a reminder. It reminds us of who we are and it reminds God of just who we are as well. Back with you right after this. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. So today on the 18th of Elul, on Chai Elul, <clears throat> let's remind ourselves of exactly who we are. Let's remind ourselves of exactly the power that we have within our souls. Let's remind ourselves of what it is that really we need to look after and we need to care for and we need to think about in the coming 12 days, the balance of this year, and of course in the days of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, Aseres Yom Tshuva, the Yom Tovim that are all coming up, and of course then the year that lies ahead. Where should we be placing our focus and what should we actually be doing? Because if that is not what Chai Elul is about, then what is Chai Elul about? The 18th of Elul, it's all about this reinvigoration, it's all about um, thinking back and correcting and fixing and making plans for the future. But it's all about really putting those into practice. And it's about tapping into the energy of the Baal Shem Tov, the uh, Alter Rebbe. And it's at the same time all about thinking, about reminding ourselves of who we are as we remind God of exactly who we are. And then we can be sure that the Almighty looks down upon us or looks at us from Wherever he is, and, every, and of course we know that he is everywhere, that he looks at us and he says, 
These are my people. These are my children. These are my adherents. These are the people who accepted my Torah when nobody else wanted it. These are the people who took me to be their king. These are the ones who on Rosh Hashanah will pronounce me as their king. And therefore, we have this incredibly powerful and strong bond. And with that bond, we can do everything that we're called upon to do, primarily making our environment much better, making our community much better, making ourselves much better, and of course, making the entire world a much better world and making the year that lies ahead a much better year. We look forward to being back with you again, same time, same place, next week on Judaism 101.9, and I wish you a great rest of the week, a great Shabbat up ahead, and remember to make the most of the last 12 days of 5779. Take care.